0: everyone, it's Holly and Daniel.
1: This is Halfway Saints, uh, episode 18. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. 18. If our podcast, well, okay, I was going to say if our podcast were a person, it could buy cigarettes, <laughs> but it's not been 18 years <laughs> since we started, it's just been 18 episodes.
1: Yeah, it's only been since February, so we still got
0: a newborn on our hands. Yeah, <laughs> but maybe podcasts, like a year, um, like, like, <laughs> like an episode, years. yeah. Like an episode to a podcast is like a year for a human. So our okay. little podcast is 18 years old. If you join the army.
1: Stop. I don't. <laughs> Daniel and I watched um, Lord of the Rings.
0: Mm-hmm. We watched The Two Towers The last Two night.
1: Towers. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I've seen before, but had no recollection of it whatsoever. Just because I didn't pay attention or didn't understand the first Holly's,
0: time. Yeah, Holly's hit or miss memory is really great for <laughs> rewatching movies because it's like a brand new movie for her. Yeah, I
1: had so many questions. <laughs> But I said in the middle that Jack is never allowed to enlist in the army.
0: Oh, yeah, because at the Battle of Helm's Deep, they need all of the men. And some of them our are ba- just boys.
1: They're so young. It's so sad.
0: I had to fight the uruk <sighs> Tears disgusting. are coming to my eyes. We can't.
1: <laughs> we can't talk about it anymore. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. But on a happier note, Daniel and I celebrated our fourth an- uh, wedding anniversary this week.
0: Mm-hmm. We did. We did? And no one sent us cards from the podcast. Yeah,
1: what the heck? Just kidding. You didn't know.
0: No, but... No, if you listen, I bet if someone out there, like, took all the concept, context clues, they could figure out the day we got married. No. They figure like... Stinking oh, way. If they knew where we got married and...
1: If they just if they, knew like, backtrack, all this information. Well, like,
0: how old Jack is, when we started trying to have Jack, if it rained in the afternoon on the day of our wedding...
1: Oh my gosh.
0: You're <laughs> absurd. Uh, but, but I don't think we want to hear from that person if they if they spent that much time figuring yeah, out the day we got married. Yeah, definitely not. But um
1: I mean, we love everybody. We, we love do. all of our we listeners. Do. Please don't stalk us. <laughs> Please. Um,
0: but yes, sorry. I yes. Know. I and so believe, Holly's had to endure 4 years of this. So
1: <laughs> But um we decided to celebrate, and it took us a whole week to decide what restaurant to go
0: to. Yeah, because when we – we don't want to waste it because, like, this is the one time – well, it's probably the one time in a while where we'll be able to just go out, the two of us. But even when we just have Jack with us, it's, like, the one – one or – one every – oh, my gosh, I (laughs) can't say it. It's, like, the one or two times a month where we get to go out, so we don't want to waste it. Right. So we go to a – Don't want to try a new restaurant. we go to a lot of the same restaurants because we know they work. But even so, it took us a week to figure out a mm-hmm. restaurant to get. Well, because
1: I wanted to try a new one that was a little bit more, like, not fancy, but more datey. We would have to, like, dress up a little bit mm. to go there. Um, And Daniel was like, no, no, let's just, no, no.
0: <sighs> go, go ahead. This is
1: not all Daniel's fault. I was on board. But Daniel rightfully said, like, no, no, let's not go somewhere. We're going to waste all of our money on, like, buying drinks or paying for you know really pricey appetizers right. let's go someplace where we know we're gonna have a good time we know we're gonna love the food and um then maybe we can get some dessert afterward um and so we went to our tried and true favorite pub restaurant and got these wings that i just want to talk about for a <laughs> second they're garlic parmesan wings and they're like i think they're twice fried
0: they're maybe? very deeply they're fried. very fried they're very crispy
1: um, and they are so garlicky. It's like, I think I I tasted garlic the next day.
0: You know, I just remembered on our honeymoon, we got garlic wings.
1: Oh, see, I knew that. And that's oh. why. No, I didn't. Oh, no, you're a liar. <laughs> but we didn't get garlic wings. We got ranch wings on oh, our yeah. honeymoon, which were delicious. There but were. these are actually a little bit better. Oh. They're very, very good. But we like finished the the wings and on the plate, there's this like huge pile of just like crushed garlic. And I was like, that is the sign of a great plate. Cause it is so garlicky and so delicious. I loved it. I'm really hungry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we need to go get more wings.
1: But needless to say, we had a great time. Mm-hmm. A great uh, evening away from baby and just spending time uh, as a couple again. And it was funny because we went to like this kind of boring restaurant. And We got frozen yogurt afterward, and it was like, "Well, good. I'm glad for our anniversary. We did the exact thing that we used to do before we went before right. we had." It was Jack. just an
0: average weekend before. Just Jack.
1: a normal, out- yeah. yeah, normal outing. But it made us feel like people again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We've been animals, no, but it was it was fun.
1: It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a great time. Good, I did too. Maybe we could do it again. Sometime. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh uh, boy. Yeah, but as fun as that was, getting to go out on a date um, and doing what we did before we had Jack, um, like we both. I don't know. We didn't discuss it, but like we both kind of realized like how great it is to have Jack and to be parents, and mm-hmm. it's not. Um, it's not like oh, this is so wonderful. What have we been doing?
1: No, and we say it all the time. Like, gosh, before Jack. Uh, What did we do with our time? With our time. Like, we should have just... obviously, we did nothing. (laughs) We just went out and got frozen yogurt all the time. Yeah, pretty much. Um, And so now we have something to fill our time with, which is great. Which is great,
0: yeah. Yeah. But no, um, yeah, celebrating our anniversary and um, thinking about Jack got us thinking this week about being parents and specifically motherhood. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, Holly just picked up her pen and just like gave it a thorough investigation for some reason.
1: I have two kinds of pens oh, no. and they look the exact same and one <laughs> one is terrible and one is perfect and the only difference is that, see this one says 207 and uh-huh. this one says micro 207. Oh. Oh, <laughs> you have to use the micro okay. one or else you're a fool. Okay. So here we go. Clicky click. We're ready. <laughs> don't worry um i had to make a note because i almost forgot something to talk about oh but don't worry okay i forgot what you said
0: (laughs) (laughs) imagine that i said we're gonna talk about motherhood
1: yes we are (laughs) and the the beauty and joy of motherhood Mm -hmm.
0: we're a little late may is the month of mary and and when it's a mother's day and it was my
1: birthday <laughs> yeah Wow. Well, really right. missed the vote here daniel just kidding
0: um <laughs> what was that
1: because your face was like well, oh, whatever <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think of it would either um,
0: oh boy hi. sorry it's Oops. it's gonna be a rough one tonight mm-hmm. guys here we go um yeah but motherhood i think is something very special um especially in today's culture. I've noticed that motherhood is kind of the one thing that's been resistant to society's um, kind of desire to eschew the body and its physicality, um, and our culture is kind of turned towards Gnosticism, Um, which, if you don't know what Gnosticism is, it's... um, was an early heresy that the church dealt with, like pretty much from the beginning of um, the church, it was something they had to combat. And among other things, one of the tenets of Gnosticism is that um, the everything physical, material is bad; everything spiritual is good. So it's kind of pitting the spirit against the body. Um,
1: There's this dualism,
0: right? That is and always
1: that, happening. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it kind of started in certain Christian sects, but I think. It's kind of remained throughout the centuries, and I think now, today, um, with kind of our modernist mindsets, we think of, like, the self or the mind kind of being the ultimate essence of our personhood, and that the body is kind of like this arbitrary container or just a sort of arbitrary thing that happens to contain our true person.
1: That could be ni- manipulated or changed or right. anything... Uh- per what the mind wants.
0: Right, yeah, your mind or yourself or wherever you want to frame it, is who most. you really are mm-hmm. and then your body. So um, I think motherhood has been, and I think there are people trying to change that aspect of it, but one of the few things where it's sort of physical and bodily and it's there and you really can't get around it.
1: I wanted to uh, say, back we're talking about Gnosticism, that uh, Father Robert Barron actually just wrote a very good article that, mm-hmm. Uh, put Gnosticism in a very present light. So if you were interested in that, uh, just Google Father Robert Barron and Gnosticism and I'm sure mm-hmm. you'll find a very recent article that he wrote.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, motherhood is just like a very uh, obvious sign. Like, you cannot help that a mother births a child. Yeah. Like, there's nothing that you can change about that. Mm-hmm. The mother carries a child and then gives birth
0: yeah and it's like that's how everyone comes into existence it's like very physical like two bodies make your body
1: mm-hmm. and
0: there's actually a Flannery o'connor short story um called the life we save might be your own and in it one of the it's not really a protagonist one of the main characters is um this guy who's missing part of his arm and he kind of his philosophy throughout the story is that he's he doesn't want to be reduced to what his body says he is. So he like acts like he's not missing part of his arm. And he's kind of um, focused on kind of outrunning his body. And he ends up um, marrying this mentally disabled woman, basically to get a car. Like he marries her so that her mom will give him the car and he drives away in it. Oh. It's a typical Flannery O'Connor novel where you're everyone's sad and doesn't understand. <laughs> um, but what he sort of... He's fine with marrying her, and then, like, after they're married, he just wants to, like, get away from her and, like, run away in this car. And throughout the novel, or throughout the story, there's this comparing the... No, the um, The soul to an automobile. Like, something that can just get out there and go. And, like, a home encapsulates it and traps it. Oh. Uh. So once he marries her... he leaves her at a whoa oh, sorry <laughs> i was just gest- i was gesturing too much through my pen <laughs> i'll leave it um you can
1: borrow my awesome micro <laughs> thanks here if you need um
0: it. but he once he marries her he basically he leaves her at a diner and takes off in the car and he picks up his hitchhiker and then all of a sudden he starts talking about his mother and it's just this very weird thing but when you think about it he's been running away from his physical side for so long And then he gets married, and he kind of comes up against that prospect of, like, having children getting... Even though he's kind of... It's a sham marriage. Going through the exchanging of vows makes him realize that, like, this relationship is geared toward having children and procreation. And that scares me, because I don't want to believe that my body has anything to do with me.
1: That's so interesting. Yeah. She's a genius.
0: She is. And she... I mean, she was writing in the 50s, so, like, this isn't anything... New. It's been from, you know, the first years after Christ up until now. Probably even before that. I guess the um were the Stoics into materialism? You don't know. (laughs) 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 I do. Or the um Epicurean. There's some I think some Greek or Roman group that was that had a similar um philosophy. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, motherhood kind of like in the story kind of just stops that flat in his tracks and says, like, no, you are a physical being created to, from phys- to other physical beings. You have a spiritual side, mm-hmm. but that is intimately um, that is ultimately linked to your soul. Like, a human person is a body and soul, and that is a complete person. Your mm-hmm. soul isn't the person, just your body isn't the person. It's both of them together. And that's why, when you die, your soul is separated from your body, and you're no longer a living person.
1: I love how the Theology of the Body talks that I went to, they called people body-soul composites. Because mm-hmm. they are intertwined in an inseparable link that we cannot separate. That's mm. what inseparable means. Yeah, that's true.
0: De- textbook definition. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, what? I just had something good to say, but you can keep going and maybe it'll oh. come to me.
0: Um.
1: Oh, that no matter what we do to uh, reproductive medicine and all of these, like crazy places that science is taking us with that no matter what it is a sperm and an egg mm-hmm. that creates a person so no matter um, what your like may, like your circumstance may be you do have a biological mother and you have a biological father you might not know them but you have a biological uh, mother which mm-hmm. I feel like is a very close thing for people to like grasp
0: right and to um, know that the cells in your body came from another person. Like, mm-hmm. my cells came from my mother and my father. And those cells joined and started replicating, and those are the cells I have in my body. Like, it's it's very physical. And I've heard that um, the child cells stay in the mother. So yes. you have some of Jack's cells in you. Uh-huh. So with our next children, they'll have part of Jack's cells in him, in them, Did him in, or her.
1: Didn't our friend Will tell that? tell us that and that he's like i don't remember what, what succession he is with his siblings but that's why he's like really good or something because maybe i, I don't can't know. remember i was oh. gonna listen to this and be embarrassed but <laughs> not the, no, no. Not i'll be embarrassed you'll be embarrassed we'll probably
0: be like okay i don't hardly <laughs> really care um yeah so motherhood i mean yeah motherhood is is something very unique that we kind of can't get past without ceasing to be human. I mean, we can try and I'm sure people will try and are trying to kind of go beyond the human person, but motherhood's kind of a big obstacle to that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I think it's an unavoidable <laughs> obstacle. Right. Like you have like you have to accept that there is a mother involved in every person's life.
0: Mhm. Everybody's got a mama.
1: Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody got a mama. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, but then also, sorry, I was I was going. Did you want to move talk forward. about it? Okay, no, move forward. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but I was also thinking about how um, motherhood, in terms of like cosmology and creation, motherhood is left to mankind. Like God the Father um, gives of himself to mankind, and through Mary and through motherhood, God the Son is brought is incarnate so god is always the father so that means mankind is in the role of the mother or the feminine so god gives and mankind receives so it's it just really like i never thought about that consequence of god being our father like well if he's our father then who is our mother and it's you know for us as christians our mother is mary who's the mother of god um but mankind is allowed to take that role of motherhood,
1: mm-hmm. and the church.
0: The church is our mother. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: yes. i sorry. I'm just thinking it all, all the way through because you think of like yourself with Christ as like the spouse, mm-hmm. like uh, that he's the bridegroom and you are the bride, mm-hmm. and so like you think about that. And yeah, I've never really thought about me as like if if I am espoused to the Lord as Trinity. Mm-hmm and he is the father, then that would make me the mother.
0: Right, yeah, and Mary- Like a
1: marriage mm-hmm. um, bond.
0: Yeah, and Mary is spouse and mother, and that's kind of like a unique role. So, like, mm-hmm. motherhood is somehow integral to our humanity, in a way.
1: Because Mary is the ultimate disciple. Right, she's the
0: it. sort of ideal human in that... Oh, who was it that I read? I think it was um, Fulton Sheen talking about Mary's the ideal person because she, she alone is the on earth is the image of what she is as god created her yes so she's the only one who is the only you know created human who fulfills her human role perfectly and reflects what god created to be in heaven so she's like the ultimate um ideal yeah 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 and that's our model and that's the human you know non um Non-God. He, okay, that's a, a lot of <laughs> words. Well, I would say Christ is our is a human model as well, but he's also divine. So right. Mary is sort of our ultimate solely human, human. model yeah. that we're given. who And she's a mother. Right. And she bears fruit.
1: Uh, when I was first coming into the church, um, I remember... <laughs> I won't say that story. okay. It could, oh, okay. <laughs> it could <laughs> offend people. But I had a very bad understanding of Mary Mm. and when my Protestant friends asked me I gave them very bad information because I just I didn't really want to address the situation of Mary and I didn't want them to scare scare them away from Catholicism with the Mm. idea of Mary
0: just how she crushes serpents with her feet
1: (laughs) no problem (laughs) but I just kind of like uh, you know brushed it away with like silly little like whatevers and um, I just never really let myself think about it and I think coming from Uh, a Protestant background, Mary just, like, wasn't really thought about. And I just think that it's, like, such a big miss because she's such, if you think about, if you dive into Mary, you can see, yeah, what the ultimate disciple is. And I just don't want people to miss that.
0: Yeah. There's a really cool, we were at our parish for confession on Saturday, and one of the stained glass windows before the confessional is um, an image of the wedding at Cana. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool because Christ is sort of like pointing toward the waiter and Mary, Mm -hmm. and the waiter's pouring the wine into the big jar, and Mary is sort of like pointing down at the wine. Mm -hmm. So it's like Christ is directing his words toward Mary, and Mary is directing them toward the waiter and the wine. And what she says in that gospel passage is she tells the waiter, do whatever he tells you. So it's just a really cool image of Mary... Um, taking the words of Christ and relaying it to us which is what she did with the incarnation she allowed the word Jesus to become incarnate in her and through that she's able to bring Jesus to the world
1: and uh, that is awesome (laughs) thanks Um, no I really do love that she like takes what he is saying and like kind of puts it into action Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that like what you were saying with, uh, how we, it's like unavoidable that we all have a mother. It's kind mm-hmm. of unavoidable that we have to address Mary right. and how, um, how much of a model she is for
0: motherhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, real quick, we wanted to kind of talk about it very philosophically first and then oh, get right. into like our personal experiences. So like one last thing on the sort of, uh, lofty side, um, <laughs>
1: this is Daniel's side, yeah. just kidding.
0: Um, there's a novel called Children of Men, and they made a movie yeah. of it. I haven't seen the movie in a while. I don't know how good it is, but the novel is really, really good. And the basic premise is that um, it's set in England, and there's sort of a uh, like totalitarian government ruling everything, but people have stopped having children.
1: Unexplained.
0: Um, unexplained. Um, And just the way the novel shows the consequences of this is just super, super insightful and like what people turn to and how they experience things when mankind has lost its fruitfulness and its ability to create life and bear fruit in a procreative sense um, is just really cool and really insightful. So if you are thinking of looking for a book to read, Children of Men by P.D. James, who just died recently, actually. Yeah. But... It's a great it is
1: book. it is very very interesting. I'll say I read the first couple of chapters right before Jack came into our lives.
0: <laughs> so I
1: never got to finish it, but it is like so so interesting to think of a world where all of a sudden, for no apparent reason, everyone just stops being able to reproduce,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and what they do with that, and how that affects culture, and how kind of people people are driven mad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, people are carrying around baby dolls. Yeah. It's, like, weird.
0: Yeah, and a lot of it is uh, scarily similar to some trends we're seeing. Yes. Like, yeah. It's a little so, prophetic. Yeah, so so read it.
1: It's very interesting. It is. It is a good book. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Did you have anything else? No. No more lofty. Today?
0: No. I'll come back down <laughs> from my ivory tower.
1: I'm just kidding. I like just to give Daniel a hard time about being lofty and with all of his big words. Oh, yeah. You haven't used any big words. Well, maybe if you sell them. That <laughs> <out>. <laughs> but, you know. Anyway, so yeah, we wanted to talk a little bit more about our uh, personal experience. And since I'm the mother here.
0: Holly's going to be talking a little more. But I think me observing it, yes, I've also learned a lot.
1: And there is like a, there's an experience if you ex- experience me as a mother. Right, and then you can experience <laughs> me experiencing you. <laughs> Oh, no. Um, so I, I I don't know if it like coincided with uh, coming into the Catholic Church or just uh, growing up, uh, but whenever you and I kind of like, we were kind of baby crazy for a long time. Mm-hmm. Before we got married, we were like go to church together and like ooh and ah and all these babies and um, stuff. And so I always kind of had it within me that I wanted to be a mother and like planning to be, a, or having in my mindset to be a mother. And so I always, um, knew that that would be like a bodily gift to, um, to you and to our future children to like share, to actually have my body be shared with another human, which is like a weird thing to talk about Mm -hmm. or weird, weird thing to think of. But, um, I have this like, uh, not theology, but this like idea of how my body is not my own. Um, and that my body is meant to be uh, a mother. You know, that's mm-hmm. what my body was created to do. Um, and so, uh, it is to, like, to share your body with another human being is, uh, there are no words.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can notice. Great but. podcast material. This is <laughs> inexpressible.
1: No, but it is... Um, a very unique experience, mm-hmm. I'm sure. And you even saw it whenever, like, Jack would move inside of me. In house. Yeah, it was weird. So strange. Um, but to eat what you eat and know that someone else is eating the same food. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also to think of that in, like, a Eucharistic sense was really cool. Mm-hmm. That When I take the Eucharist, like, Jack got a little bit of it. <laughs> um, it was really, I remember I told uh, our friend who's a priest... Uh, and he was like, oh, stop it. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I always knew that there would be like, this physical, uh, sacrifice of my body to give, uh, life. Uh, and so, uh, with, I'm sure everyone knows that with having a child, there are a lot of bodily changes that happen. Um, like. But,
0: but more, even more than you would think.
1: What? No,
0: like, <laughs> I, like. You know, like, oh, women's bodies change, but, like, it's, like, everything. It's a mess. your immune system and your vision and your hair and your fingernails. Yeah, my my
1: vision. I got... My eye doctor (laughs) gave me new glasses while I was pregnant, which he should have known because... Okay, sorry. I'm not starting this off right. I had to go get new glasses while I was pregnant. And I got a new prescription. And then I gave birth and like had jack and then all of a sudden these glasses like were terrible and I was getting headaches all the time and I hated them and I had to go back to my old glasses because I had gotten a new prescription and my eye like my vision was different because I was pregnant yeah and what I'm angry at is that my eye doctor should have known I'm marked pregnant we talked about me being pregnant they should know that your vision is different
0: I don't know So they get you I know
1: I'm so angry about (laughs) (laughs) it. because i fought these useless glasses anyway next time i'm pregnant hopefully it will change the same Mm -hmm. but yeah your vision is different yeah your fingernails grow really fast and whatever but also like the things after the fact like you have stretch marks like you have like for lack of a better word you have like battle wounds from giving birth to a child and jack was really big he was, like, super far out. It was like yeah, I had two basketballs on the looked, side of
0: Seriously, me. looked like Holly was stealing the watermelon, <laughs> like trying to hide it under her dress.
1: I see all these other pregnant ladies who are, like, just about to give birth, and they look like I was at, like, four months. <laughs> I'm like, where is your baby? Jack was humongous. But then he turned, he, like, he came out normal size.
0: Yeah, and now he's... He wasn't a giant now baby. Now he's, like, a little skinny baby.
1: Yeah, a little scrawny thing. <laughs> but, um, anyway, I just wanted to say that, like, with the stretch marks that I have, I have like weird uh, medical things like an umbilical hernia. <clears throat> um, I just, there's just like a lot of like things that I'm still dealing with today, and you can physically see the marks of having a child on me, weight gain, you know, the normal things. But I actually, I've, I've been pleasantly surprised. This sounds like I'm bragging, but I'm not. I've been pleasantly surprised that my like confidence has not fallen that I'm not, like, super self-conscious about, like, oh, uh, this makes me look fat or this, um, whatever, shows my, uh, like, extra skin down, like, in my belly or whatever. Because that's that's what housed my baby. And that's, like, the pr- the price that it took to birth this life. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I actually kind of wear it proudly. And I know a lot of women are like, okay, you say that, but you don't really feel it or, like, whatever. But I don't know. I I feel a lot of um, pride when it comes to those uh, marks of mine because that's Jack, and that's, that's a part of me that I gave to Jack, mm-hmm. and I really love that.
0: Yeah, and I think there's definitely, like, a tendency to kind of – Get rid of your like. I'm sure there's like diets, and you always see oh, it on, yeah. like magazines and. She had a baby online. six months ago. Right, Can like, you believe get it? Get rid of your post baby body, mm-hmm. and like, I think like what you're saying is why, um, why would you? Not if you're if it's like a health thing, or right. if you you know used to run marathons, you want to get back in shape. But like, if just for the sen- sake of, um, not looking like you had a baby, like there's not.
1: Right. That's necess- the same. Right. Like- because I, I'm i like back to my pre-birth weight, which I, is like a great accomplishment, but you know, my proportions are different. Like it doesn't look <laughs> the same. And uh, so I'm like back to like healthy stuff. So if you are having like healthy, uh, I feel like weight is like something where a lot of them are like, I need to lose the weight that I gained while pregnant because that happens just like, cause you're eating for two and stuff. So that, that is okay to be self-conscious about that. Um, but it, if it is the, kind of things like the saggy skin and the wrinkly things it's just like those are just what you gave to him or yeah. her if it's like a girl baby
0: <laughs> one of those girl babies we got we got a boy baby we're hoping for one of them girl babies next <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and I'm not saying that it's wrong to feel self-conscious about things but I've just seen a lot of God revealing himself to right. me and that it, this is like a good thing. And I think
0: what you're saying is in every situation you can kind of see a good in it like yes
1: this is this is not something for me to get rid of
0: right yeah this is that's not what you are right. well no 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 <laughs> but, but that you're saying this is this is what I gave to have Jack so yes. like if I'm not able to like fully reverse it all that's okay
1: right Yeah. sure I would love it if it could just like go back to the way it was but Mm. it's not going to and i love that about it yeah um and another thing that i uh have experienced a lot about motherhood is just this like overwhelming pressure to be the perfect mom uh whether it be from mom blogs or discussion groups or
0: like yeah if you ever want to just
1: feel terrible about yourself
0: (laughs) or just like be exposed to like the most like fiery arguments or yes. disagreements. Go to like some parenting blogs or
1: what to expect baby forums. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's rough out there. It
1: is rough. Like you are, might as well just be killing your child if you're <laughs> doing that. It's like um no, I thought about this for a long time. And this is what I chose. So you gotta right. respect that. Yeah. Um, but you can just beat yourself up a lot um, because of all of those things, and you mm. second guess everything. Apparently, like they're almost everything causes cancer. So like, you got to just look out for everything. Yeah. Uh, everything causes developmental problems. Everything causes all of every, everything. It's just
0: right. And it can be like, there's no good. Right. And there's, Oh, should I have my baby read this book? Or is right. he's not, he's not learning Mandarin yet. Is that <laughs> a bad thing? You know, like
1: you just second guess everything because there's so much information out there right now for mothers, which it's, Especially for first-time moms who know nothing, it's just overwhelmingly mm-hmm. difficult to say, like, oh, no, I totally got this. I'm, like, so on it. Don't worry. Um, so you, like, are so humbled by becoming a mother because you're just you're put in this position where you're like, I do not know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing is that leads you into the arms of Christ mm-hmm. is that uh, you have to put your trust into him. And we talked about that in my experience with trusting God, uh, with my, with our son, um, and how just like having him forces you to say like, God, I cannot do this on my own. I have to let you have him and I have to trust you and I have to let you make these like tiny decisions for me because these are too hard for me to do by myself. It is too hard. So it's, it's a beautiful thing that you are able to run to the Lord with so like with such a need. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we can get very comfortable or we say like oh no I can do it all on my own but having a baby no way you can't
0: and it's also been like difficult for me to not be able to help Holly in those situations because she's saying well this you know this I'm having a really difficult time dealing with this I don't know how to do it and I there's literally nothing I can do other than say like uh, I'm sorry like I'm sorry you're going through that I can try to help which usually ends up not working <laughs> very well but it's just very difficult, and um, it's something where I have to kind of concede. Like I, I'm not going through this. I have no idea how to handle this. All I can do is just be there for Holly, mm-hmm. and it's just like Holly said. Like kind of um, torn, tur- torn. Oh my gosh, turn towards Christ. <laughs> torn, <laughs> torn towards. <turns. laughs>
1: Oh my gosh, that was so funny. Oh, It's the best when Daniel messes up uh, his words.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to use my big words, like, turn. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, so it requires um, some humility on my part to say, like, I can't fix this. I can't uh, joke my way out of this. I can't help Holly get over this. Like, we just both need to trust and the Lord, and know that he's watching out for us and for our son and that we he trusted us to be Jack's parents and we just need to have confidence we'll figure out this issue.
1: Right. Um, and, again, uh, I think we talked about this before on the podcast too, but just motherhood and parenthood, you'll see like it just, what do you smile at? <laughs> you <laughs> thinking about torn turds. You think about torn turds again? <laughs>
0: Uh, okay, we're,
1: we're done. Okay. Okay. Um, but it makes you selfless. Like, you have to just give yourself. And, like, <laughs> he's still laughing.
0: Okay. Pull it together. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying.
1: <laughs> um, but you have to be selfless, and you um have to give yourself fully to um your child. And so, like I was saying, like, it's not only just, like, you're... You have to give your time, your sleep, your body. Mm.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I was saying mm-hmm, but I was <laughs> itching my nose. So. Um,
1: and your energy, but, like, uh, I think that a lot of us uh, tend to think that we're just giving all of our, like, uh, mind and spirit toward them, but we're also giving our body to him. Yeah. You know, and, like, I am physically feeding him mm-hmm. uh, with my body, and it's that is a sacrifice and that is a selflessness and a good bond for us. But that is a struggle and it has been a struggle Mm -hmm. for the past year, which is terribly difficult whenever you have this idea that it's going to be perfect and nurturing and wonderful and just like this perfect, uh, expression of motherhood. And it's like, no, this, sometimes this really sucks.
0: Yeah. And it's, yeah. Like you kind of have, it's difficult because you're like, Oh, this is, and just, like, pregnancy right. and motherhood, like, they're such common things. Everyone has a mother. Everyone was, you know, their mother was pregnant with them. But, like, it's so common, yet it's so, like, bizarre and foreign. And you don't know what to do sometimes. Right. And it doesn't work out perfectly. Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, you were saying, uh, you've always said how funny it is that throughout pregnancy and even, like, uh, early development for babies they are just, like, yeah, we don't know.
0: Yeah, like doctors are like, uh your guess is as good as mine.
1: Yeah, we don't know what morning sickness is. <laughs> we don't
0: know what causes it. We don't it know what causes it. it.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Yeah. They're
1: like, okay, great. Thanks. Clouding made so many advancements in medicine. Mm-hmm. Um but all that to say
0: And um excuse me. Daniel's question <laughs> <to> say something instead. <laughs> no, but um like I said, like watching Holly and Jack, I've learned um, it's kind of more about motherhood, and also that like motherhood is different from fatherhood, and that Jack has a different relationship with Holly than he does with me, and it's kind of like sad sometimes when he um, will like will sometimes Holly after she feeds in the morning, and I'm still in bed. We'll bring him in bed with me, and we'll lay down for a second. And it's sad when Jack crawls over me to go give <laughs> Holly a kiss and a hug, and then just like sits on my head. <laughs> um, but their our relationship is different than Holly's and Jack's, um, and that's because mothers and fathers are different, and their relationship to their children is different. And it's not, it's not a bad thing. Like he's not, he doesn't hug me and kiss me like he does Holly. But we also have, um, like when we're playing together, it's different. Like this morning um, Jack and I just sat and he sat at his high chair and I sat at the table and he ate his breadsticks and we just like made faces and noises at each other and like when Holly tries to do that Jack like gets fussy and wants I mean, to like, climb this, on her and the
1: second I walked and sat down mm-hmm. like oh this is nice Jack like threw his arms out and started crying because he wanted me to pick him up and I was like
0: alright right so there's we can enjoy different things with Jack mm-hmm. and it's just because we're you know I'm his father and Holly's his mother and he relates to us differently mm-hmm. um, so that's something I've notice that's like very clear. And also that that's going to change like that's what throughout I like different stages Jack's going to, you know, want to do stuff with me that he's not going to want to do with Holly and
1: I'm savoring all the hugs and kisses I that I get now cuz pretty soon he's going to be all about you and mm-hmm. he's not going to care a lick about me.
0: <laughs> he still will.
1: I mean a little bit. But like <laughs> oh he, <my> <laughs> you know boys all go through like a dad phase. I know, but they also love Daniel's, their mothers. Daniel's little brother one time went through a phase where he would, he would have to wear the exact same clothes as his dad every single day. <laughs> and if his dad changed, he would, like, run to his room and change outfits so that they matched. And it was the sweetest thing. I hope Jack does that someday.
0: <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, uh-huh.
1: But, yeah, I mean, we always kind of talk about, like, the, the suffering aspect of parenthood. And we always are like, oh, yeah, but it's so great, I promise. Well, like, the joy of seeing, like their smile mm-hmm. or the joy of seeing them belly laugh at things or the joy of watching them learn something. It's like unimaginable. Yeah. Like I taught Jack the other day when we're eating for him to, to open his mouth, stick out his tongue and say, ah, because sometimes he puts too much in his mouth <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I can't tell cause he stuffs it in his cheeks and then he almost chokes and I feed him more bites. <laughs> so,
0: that's one of those hard parts of motherhood. heard Holly was talking about.
1: <laughs> so I had to teach him, okay, are you ready for the next bite? And so I say, are you ready? And he sticks out his tongue and says, ah. And I'm like, you are so smart. Mm-hmm. But to watch him learn that after just, like, one feeding, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh, I taught you something.
0: Yeah.
1: I have bes- bestowed wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> He's
0: so <laughs> wise. What wisdom?
1: Um, and, like, the joys of seeing him, like, today at Mass, he uh, took his... Uh, arm stuffed in his mouth and blew raspberries during mass <laughs> as loud as he could but they're these little meek raspberries Yeah, they a little, little baby
0: <laughs>
1: but it was the because he loved it he just kept doing it and mm-hmm. it was just so sweet to watch his joy
0: yeah and like for me like just seeing like when Holly walks in and Jack like sticks his arms up and just yeah. like you're the best thing in the world and you're my mom and my I've you have sustained my life as far as back as I can remember Mm. and it's just like really beautiful and um just like a really great sign of humanity I've always um kind I told Holly about this earlier that like whenever I see a woman who has small children and is pregnant for me that's like a really great just like icon of like humanity like if we were to like frame it and some other I don't know someone else was looking at it it's like that's humanity that's like like, a mother with her children pregnant with another child is sort of, I don't know, emblematic of hum- and humanity. Her husband.
1: her husband. has to be included. Right,
0: right. But I'm just thinking, like, of a fruitful humanity. That's mm-hmm. what it is, like. And I think, I mean, I think that can enca- encapsulate all of humanity, too. Like, yeah, I'm sure there's a husband, too, but just <laughs> that, like, of unending fruitfulness or unyielding fruitfulness that like, yes, I have children, I'm going to have more children because humanity in response to God's unending love is, you know, continuously fruitful and not just that you just need to have babies until, you know, like, but that, yeah, that kind of fruitful response to God's grace.
1: Mm -hmm. And it, it's such a symbol of hope, Mm -hmm. hope for the future. Yeah. Like in that, in that book, uh, children of men, there's no hope. Everyone's going to die.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's it. Humanity's gone. Mm-hmm. But we have hope for the future because we're having children. Right. And it's so sad to hear so many people say, like, why would you want to bring a child into this world?
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: like, I mean, how can you How can you not? Yeah. You know? I mean, like, if you ever want to change the world, have more babies.
0: Right. Yeah. And because, like, what I was saying, we, you know, can teach him to do silly things. but We also can teach him to, um, to love the Lord and to love those around him. And that would be, you know, that's one more person kind of fighting the good fight, mm-hmm. trying to bring the gospel to the world, bring God's love to everyone.
1: And just to build him, build him. It's not really the right f- phrase. To help foster him, to mm-hmm. be a good husband or a good priest. Mm-hmm. In the future, like that makes, that's
0: that makes a big difference. Right. Yeah. And I think mothers, um, I don't know, mothers have a very special role with their children. And I think they tend to have, um, more of a physical closeness just from like carrying the child mm-hmm. in their um, belly, belly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, and um you know like nursing them like there's a connectedness to that and
1: there's a physicality there's to a it there's a physicality
0: to it and that and Christ did not uh well, I don't know what am I trying to say? Like he Christ went all the way. He wasn't like I'm gonna appear as an adult yeah he was like i'm going to i'm experience the fullness of humanity, and that starts with being in my mother's womb like that's mm-hmm. where he started mm-hmm. I think that's really, really awesome that like that's and that's where life starts that's where kind of humanity forms, and that's where Christ went
1: and the idea of Mary carrying the God of the universe mm-hmm. in her belly is like. Mind-bogglingly awesome. Like when I was carrying Jack, I was like, "Oh my gosh! If I knew this was the God of the universe, (laughs) I would be like, shut in, no one can see me, because I mean, I mean, like, that's such a big risk. Yeah, carrying the God of the universe. Oh my gosh!" But um, also then here we are taking the Eucharist and we get to carry Mm -hmm. uh, Christ within us. Not obviously not in the same way, but right. But we
0: still receive Christ and allow him to bear fruit within us. Within us, Mm -hmm.
1: physically, we get to carry him within us you're taking the Eucharist
0: there was real I saw a picture of a really cool um, monstrance which if you don't know is used it's the thing used to expose the Eucharist for Eucharistic adoration Um, but the monstrance was of Mary and she's kind of holding like where the Eucharist goes she's kind of like has her hands around it near her stomach Mm -hmm. and it's that's it that's That's it it. yeah that's oh
1: my gosh it's beautiful
0: it is and it's kind of um, part of humanity Mm -hmm. and Christ, you know the story of salvation history kind of
1: started with motherhood
0: right that's it
1: yeah and even uh if you're unable to be a mother or if you're single or anything i think just recognizing motherhood recognizing motherhood as a beautiful uh part of civilization Mm -hmm. um is huge because i think a lot of times uh, especially pregnant moms and whatever we're kind of like stuck in this about like complaining like oh it's so hard and you know but uh lifting them up and saying like you are beautiful and what you're doing is beautiful and like to that mom of the like two young kids who's pregnant with their next being like yeah you're doing this is great you're the symbol of hope mm-hmm. for our world and keep doing it
0: yeah
1: i think it's just great to That's cool. so it's great
0: so everybody call your mothers <laughs> tell them thank you for carrying me for nine months and then 18 plus years. <laughs> uh, no, but I think um, motherhood, it's, yeah, it's integral to our being and that we all need to kind of um, treat it as such.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: so there's, 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 mo- there's mothers for you. There's that, <laughs> there's that nugget. That should be our catchphrase. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for mm-hmm. tuning in thank you to any everyone who sent us email and rated us on itunes we have a few more ratings um so if you haven't yet and you have time we would love it we'd love the rating because ratings they increase our visibility on itunes and help other people find the podcast um but yeah we are super thank super thankful for all of our listeners who have given us feedback and advice and encouragement um that's really really great it makes Makes our day when we get those emails or mm-hmm. tweets or anything like that. Um, so because
1: we can look at our stats all day long, but if one person emails us to say that something that we said has moved them or helped them through mm-hmm. their journey, that makes it all worth it.
0: Right. Yeah. Like I was telling Holly, like we, I would do this podcast as long as I know that one person's listening and it means something to them. Mm-hmm. So.
1: So yeah, yeah, we would love to know. Uh, it, it's okay if you don't. But we you know. <laughs> so you can email us at uh, halfway saints podcast at gmail dot com. Find us on Twitter at halfway s- underscore saints.
0: Yeah, at halfway underscore saints.
1: Excuse me. It's hard halfway. to talk
0: about your Twitter handle because you have to say at.
1: I know you talk yeah, about Twitter yeah, handle. And, uh, and like us on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just like search for halfway saints on I think Facebook, so. I and think they'll there. figure it out. Yeah, yeah but um. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we love you, and we're praying for you, and we hope you have a great week. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.